Big Mommy Manual listeners. That's Nicole Corny. And that's Kat Wilson. Hello. Right from the jump. We're just diving right in. We we are. And uh, even with only half a cup of coffee. I did not drink a lot of coffee this morning. I have, I did a 10 mile hike yesterday. I did a ridiculous hike that I took my friend from Seattle Uh on that hike. She went up like 100 feet and she's like, nope, nope. (laughs) She's like, this is what we call mountain climbing. Oh my gosh. In in Washington. So So, are you guys training? Yeah, we're going to do the um, Grand Canyon rim to rim. How fun. So for those of you who don't know, um, there's this thing called the Grand Canyon in Arizona (laughs) and there's this, there's a... A thing you can do called R to R, rim mm-hmm. to rim. So you are you gonna get the bumper sticker? I'm no. I'm, I <laughs> you know what? It's so funny. I was behind a car the other day, uh-huh. and I'm like, fuck you, because it was like twenty six point two, meaning yes. like they done a marathon yep. in Ragnar, and yeah. Bo, and I was like, fuck you. I've done all of that. Yes, but I didn't put it in my goddamn back of my car, <laughs> um, which maybe I should. Yes. So anyway, or stick it on your laptop somewhere, yeah. somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But rim to rim is you. You walk you in one day. You walk down into the Grand Canyon, across the floor of the Grand Canyon, and up the other side. It's a twenty-two mile hike, mm-hmm. and it is. Do you stop for snacks? You do stop for snacks. You have lunch and everything. You stop for lunch. Do you pack your lunch, or do they? Is it like a guided tour? Or no, hike? it is not a guided tour. But there is a well-groomed trail with water. Mm-hmm. Um, Plenty of water stops and bathroom stops What's along it the way. What's the trail called? It's just called Rim to Rim. Oh, wow. Um, and maybe it's called something else. But anyway, I honestly, it's one of those things like someone else was like, we should do this. And I was like, I'll do it. Yes. And now I'm like, fuck. No, but it should be fun. Well, you have to go. It's Is it like down and then? And then across. So it's like, it's something like, I don't know. Let's say it's. Down for six miles, across for 12 miles, and then up for six miles. Hmm. And then are you going to bring some, like, material to listen to? Or are you just going to chat? Or how many people are just doing it? Sorry. I've got to this do, is the first I've heard of this. I say, okay, so there are a ton of people doing it. Um, Shenya's doing it with us. That's a text. Oh, what is going on here? <laughs> Shenya's doing it um, with us. Uh-huh. And she's been hiking with us. Nice. She's, like, a really good hiker. That's great. I am the slowest person. <laughs> I think... The group is almost like, should we let her come with us or should we not? No, because <laughs> yeah. I'm, sl- I'm slow. You'll be fine. But I also know my body and I haven't, I, this is like. The but f- this is why you're doing it. You're practicing so that you'll be better when it's time to, for the actual hike. And when is that scheduled? Uh, the end of May. Okay. So I have time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I hadn't really hiked mm-hmm. for a year. Wow. And then like three. Four, like maybe three or four weeks ago, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll do the rim to rim. So I've just started hiking. That's so I'm, I'm on like maybe my fifth or sixth hike. But nice. Black Mountain in Cape Creek, Arizona is a bitch. Well, that's how it. I feel. We used to hike um, Piestoa Peak. It used yes. to be called Squaw Peak. And um, we that is the, that is like a stale, stair master from hell. It's like the back. Once you get to the back side, have you hiked Piestawa Peak yes, before? I have. Oh my gosh. I like Piestawa Peak. I though. do too, but it was it's very much stair stepper. It's it, so I would say Black Mountain is worse than Piestawa Peak. Oh really? Yeah. It re, it's it is like straight up from the jump before you even get on the trail. Mm. It's like straight up. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? I feel like since we're talking about hiking, we should be like. And today on the hiking channel. No. <laughs> but you know what? It actually is a good segue because you said Squaw Peak, mm-hmm. right? Which it like it used to be which is a derogatory term. Right. So they changed that um to Piestoa Peak mm-hmm. after the first 
Native American woman who was killed in the Iraq War. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, so they rebranded. I think and, her name was Laura Piestoa. Piestoa. And, and, you know, badass and gave mm-hmm. her life for the country. Right. So that's kind of what we're talking about today, right? Yes. Is like the like Transition. then and now. Then and now. Yes. Like what it was like when we were like it's so first of all, you get these kids, right? And you <laughs> do we? And you we do get these kids and then they're like, all right, figure it out. And all we have to go book is the go by is the rule book from when we were growing up. Oh, I have to correct myself. It's Lori Paestoa. Lori Paestoa. Mm-hmm. Lori Paestoa. Yes. Which I think is amazing mm-hmm. that they rebrand. And I love that they rebranded it that way. Yes. And that it wasn't like, okay, we're going to erase that we ever used to call it that. We probably can't even say squaw anymore. I don't know. So anyway, but let's, so the point is, we grew up in a time where there was still just a lot of um, shenanigans and mm-hmm. um, misinformation and ignorance. Right. And we didn't, have, we didn't have the internet yet. We didn't, but that was our parenting playbook. Right. So Kathleen and I were like, we want to talk about how things used to be. Yes. And then what we're trying to do now. Right. Right. Well, and I, I did a lot of research. And by a lot of research, I mean, I went into the TikTok. I went oh, into Google and I read some articles and everything. I did no research. It's well, like we, we roll switch. Well, because we I was thinking about I was thinking about how, you know, things have transitioned over the years and what we used to do. And, and really a lot of the same thing that kept coming up is that we as parents now overcompensate for the things that we didn't get to our children. And that's why maybe that they're they get anxiety because we've really transitioned a lot of our needs and wants onto them Mm -hmm. and um and and that's kind of we kept them in a bubble and we helicopter parented them so that was that's um did i have i ever talked about the mit age lab Mm -mm. okay so um i've heard the mi there's there's a there's a whole like division at mit i don't know what the hell they call it called the MIT Age Lab. And they mm-hmm. basically look at different generations and how they interact. Oh. And yeah. So it, that would be interesting because it's like the birth order book. So this was so fascinating though. So it was exactly what you just said. And mm-hmm. see, you don't you didn't go to MIT. Did you go to MIT? No, I did not. You didn't? <laughs> well girl, you should have because this is for you. Oh good. So basically what they say is every generation is a is a pendulum swing re- reaction Mm -hmm. to the um generation before it so they gave like the um they were like okay so the baby boomer no so the silent generation came home from world war ii Mm -hmm. and they were like you know they had seen terrible stuff in world war ii and it was like they were like we're gonna do everything for our kids so they basically like they sacrificed everything for their kids moved out to the suburbs that's when boy scouts started like it was all about the kids the nuclear family this like like ideal that didn't even really exist and then and then if we could just fast forward for a blip and then go back to that we fast forward to gen x and where we f it up basically no 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 so here's (laughs) what happened okay so silent generation raised the baby boomer generation right so the baby boomers were like they weren't necessarily wrapped in a bubble but it was like the parents did everything for them i'm mm-hmm. going to give everything for them mm-hmm. i'm going to i'm going to keep you safe i'm going to keep you happy like you need to be happy our kids need to be happy so then that the send the, the baby boomers grew up being like i'm supposed to be fucking happy right, right. so then like the counterculture happens they're like i want to be happy i want to mm-hmm. go have sex with whoever i want to i want to have dr- <laughs> i want to do drugs i want to go like live in a hippie commune whatever the hell right cuz they had been raised that way cuz it was a pendulum swing from like I grew up in the depression and I went to two wars like now right. I want it like I want like you to be happy. So then the baby boomers raised us. Right. Right Gen X. Yep. 
Okay, so the the Age Lab did this fascinating thing. They had this slide. I forget the professor's name, but he had this slide that was like, what were all the top grossing movies from like when Gen Xers were like babies? And oh. it, it was like Rosemary's Baby, Damien, <laughs> Omen, Children of the Corn, Chucky. It's basically like kids are going to fuck your oh life up. Oh my God. Right? It was like mind-blowing seeing that. So what happened is the baby boomers were all about like, it's all about us. So they went and lived in Haight-Ashbury or on a fucking commune somewhere. Then they then they had kids and they got married because they were like, that's what we're supposed to do. And then they were like, guess what? We're not happy. Mm-hmm. So then the divorce rate spikes. Right. Because they're like, I'm not happy. I ain't staying here. So yeah. then so then we became, they raised us. And right. they were like, fuck you. I'm supposed to be happy. Figure <laughs> right. shit out. So we were like super free range kids. Like right. we were latchkey kids. Yep. We had to figure out what to do on our own. Yep. Right. So anyway, yes. and then because we were so like feral as children, <laughs> we've raised this generation of other kids who are like, we bubble wrap them, we helicopter parent because we're like, oh, we didn't have that when we were young. That's exactly it. I mean, so that's exactly crazy. what it comes down to is that, you know, mm-hmm. we want to be able to give that um, to them. And I think that they probably it just is interesting to see how they are going to take that and adapt it into their lives or their marriage or with their children you know it just you know I hope that we didn't raise children to think that the family has to do everything for them that you know that it should be you know they should be taking care of their family also it's you know well that's the wild part is like we're not going to really know okay do you know what this newest generation that just is being born is called no Okay, so I totally cheated. And you know what? You should fucking know it. Because when we went down to Tucson to the United Way's yes. breakfast, uh-huh. right? So they had that woman, the yes. um, the educator. Yeah. Okay, so she told us the name of the generation. Oh, what? what okay, it? so then remember I... Is we, it influencers? No. Okay. My, but she said that... But remember she said that yeah. the number one job that kids today want... Yes, is influencing. Influencer! Yes. It doesn't surprise me. No. But then I heard that that morning. I'd never heard it before, but it stuck with me. And then remember I had to present on a panel that yes. day in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. So I boogied it back to Scottsdale and I was actually in the audience and there was a presenter up there and she's like, does anyone know what this newest generation is called? And no one fucking knew it. And I was like, alpha. Alpha. And her fucking jaw dropped and she's like, no one ever gets that. And I'm like, I totally cheated. And I just, like, someone literally told it to me this morning. I didn't know it four hours ago. That is hilarious. Uh huh. So they're called Alpha. So, anyway, the point is, I don't think. But why? I, I have no idea. I think it's because, oh, uh, okay, this part don't quote me on. I think what this professor was saying at the United Way breakfast was that it's because they are the first generation born totally um with electronics oh, like in, okay. and and right. the internet I do remember. like there's yes, no ramp that. up like they're right. like a hundred percent yes in it i mean you know if you really think about then and now you know when we had to do a book report we had encyclopedias oh and you know you would have to go get the encyclopedia out read the whole chapter and then write a book report basically off of it that's what you did a motherfucking microfiche <laughs> microfiche in college I'd go to like the huge ass library at UMass Amherst and I'd have to go look up microfiche that is like insane. in some like yes. weird 70s movie right so crazy it, it was so difficult like it things in a sense is so much easier now I really believe the internet has made people smarter because everything like I just had to google to make sure that I had Laurie Pest with name correct 
And I just Googled it and there it was, mm. you know? Yep. So. So anyway, so I I don't think we will really, I think they're going to, I think there are people who can pause it or like guess what the next generation is going to be like, but you don't really know until they get there. Right. Right? Well, I mean, that's You know the what though? Thing. I really don't like millennials. Can we talk about that? I, I, and when I say millennials, there are people who are millennials who aren't Well, that's exactly it. So um, actually, it's really funny. Um, our friend Jenna, she calls herself a geriatric millennial because they're really on the cusp of the millennial. Jenna is not a millennial. No. Well, but they are technically. She's are 38. She? She's oh my 38. God, she is? Yes. She's 38 years old. Sorry, I we look. We try to. We act so young. <laughs> I know. Well, we, I thought she was our age. No. She's ten years younger than yes. us. Yes. So we were talking, and so oh we God. we were just talking yesterday. We met them, and we were talking about um, aging because she's turning thirty nine this year. And we're like, whatever. I know. And so I said, I'm going to be forty eight this year in May, just a few months away. And she's like, you. It just are you rubbing that me. in? No, because <laughs> are you rubbing that in? You're going to be well, because then we'll be the same age for two weeks. We will. But yeah. I'm going to be forty nine. I you know. know what's weird? Have you ever like walked over a really high bridge or like stood on the edge of a building? Yes. And it's like you don't want to jump. Right. But there's this weird impulse mm-hmm. to just jump. Right. Do you ever feel that? No. I mean, I the older I get, the more vertigo I get, first of oh, all. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. And I used to love roller coasters and going to the fair and zippers and all that stuff. I was all about it. Were you? Uh, no, I never liked anything high or scary really? or I loved fast. It. My mom was super afraid of heights. She would never do anything. As a matter of fact, when we were at Seattle, um, we took her to the Space Needle and she literally like had death grip on my arm as we were walking that around. That would be me. That would <laughs> be me. She was so scared. Here's the thing. Like, I know I could skydive. Like, I could literally go up in a plane. I could make myself yes, get out it. of it. I could get to the bottom. But you know what? It's not gonna be fun. No, I already, it's not a challenge because I already fucking know I can do well, it. Well, I think for me, the anticipation of whether it's going and preparing for a vacation or it's you know um, going to get something like the anticipation of getting ready for it is half is most fun for me. And then when it happens, you're like, okay, that was fun. And then it's over, and you're like the baby blues. You're like, oh man, it's well, over so already. He, so here's so I, maybe I am kind of messed up in the head because when I get to someplace real high, not like in a plane that high, but like building high, yeah, high bridge high, right. There's this little piece of me that is just like, just run on over. Like it's like there's something about it that like is like just jump. Not like, not that I want, and it's not that I want to, I don't want to be concerned. No, and it's not that I want to die. It just is like, it's almost like the exhilaration. Like it's so amazing. Well, please don't do it unless you had a parachute on your back. No, no, I wouldn't, but I have this like, it's just this like urge, Uh right? And so. It's the daring side of the Gemini in you. That's what 49 feels like. It Mm. feels like I'm standing on this building and I'm like, oh my God, I just want to have, but I don't really want to have 49 over with because I love every year of my life. So I don't want to like. That's the thing. I have never had a problem getting older. I've never had a problem with a birthday. I've never had any of that because life is fun and, you know, growing up, you know, with five kids and nothing, it just, the older I get, the more, you know, independent that I become and it's just fun. Life well, and I think good. it's being grateful. Yes, like you're like, because I think when you grow up, like exactly, like I grew up with nothing and now it's like, you know what? I can take care of my kids. I can take care of my parents. I can help my brother out yes. sometimes. Like yes. 
you know, and I feel like the work that we do yep. is much is like Absolutely. about caretaking. I had um, so our other friends, Wally and Crystal, had friends in town from um, Michigan, and they own this big uh, campsite like in Michigan, and they they book it all oh, summer. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so the wife had just retired from being a nurse her whole life, and she's helping her husband run the whole campground now, and the children involved. And I was like, listen, you have to step back, and you have to be the executive. You need to oversee and make sure that. Of course, you get in and help where you need to help. But um, the whole point of the story is helping people. <laughs> and I was like, Are you saying that you like to help people? I do. That's... And I probably talk way too much. Sorry. <laughs> well, okay. So here's what I was thinking about. Let's kind of like structure this because I was thinking let's walk through the day in our lives. Yes. As like when we, we were growing up. We had good laughs when we were driving down to Tucson and oh talking about God. stuff because we were just telling life stories, which amazed me is that after all of these years, we still have so much to share with each other. It's I hilarious. Know. Oh my God. Meanwhile, you saw me at like one of my lowest points. Okay. Oh my gosh. So here's the hilarious. thing. So we were sharing a room in Tucson and- Which we um, always do. We, yeah. We, we enjoy each other's company. We do. And we have so much fun. And um, I, and I'm in like perimenopause right now. So it's like on again, off again. So this is gross. You can like- you can like you fast can forward past 30 it. seconds if you want. So I've always been like regular, but I've always been on the pill. I'm not on the pill. I'm going through perimenopause. So um, my, and my OB had told me like, you're going to have months where your ovaries are just like, you know, barely doing anything when you mm-hmm. get your period. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, then you'll have a month where they're like, no, 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 we're not done. We're not yeah. done. And yeah. then they like, so this is one of those, oh, we're not done months. So I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh shit, Kathleen, I have my period. Like, do you have any... Tampon. So she gives me like a super, right? Uh-huh. So I put that in. Thank God I had red pants on, which oh is my interesting. Gosh. Yeah. So I we go to like a two-hour breakfast. Mm-hmm. We go back to the hotel room to get our stuff to hit the road. I have bled through a super tampon in two hours through my underwear. I don't know how it didn't like hit my pants at that point, but I was like, holy shit. So then Kathleen's like throwing tampons in the <laughs> I like, was like a scene out of I have a whole bunch. And so she's like, take as many as you need. So I'm like, okay, where the, what's the biggest one? And then I'm like, I was looking at like the the towel, or not the towel, the washcloth. washcloth. And I'm like, I really kind of need to like, I need to washcloth. Like I need to put something down there. <laughs> like I literally need to be on the rag. Yes. But I was like, no, it's too big. I can't do it. So then I walk out and Kathleen had her bag open her her luggage I did she had a full-size pair of scissors I'm like are those scissors can I borrow those and so I'm sorry Hilton or Doubletree wherever the fuck we were staying (laughs) I literally went I was like I've never done this I've never stolen from a hotel I've never done anything like this but I cut up desperate times it was desperate like I will reimburse you for that and I'm sorry but I had to cut this up and I had strips like in my in my purse yeah so like I could change out anyway oh my gosh I don't know why I was that was a MacGyver moment that was was a, it was like, I have never, it was bananas. But anyway, so the point is, let's talk about, I was thinking about, let's walk through our lives. So mm-hmm. when we were little, mm-hmm. okay, let's start with going to school. Okay. Okay. Now I will say I'm a little bit of a free range and a helicopter mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my children, I never woke them up. Mm-hmm. They always like set their own, when they had school, I was like, okay, set your alarm. Um, and I don't even remember waking them up when they were itty bitty. Well, and I was always at the office because the market opens either at 6.30 or 7.30, depending on the time frame. And that was probably, I was out early. Yeah. So I would just have, my husband took care of everything, but I got everything set up, you know, for them. But did your kids, did you, was your husband like, 
wakey wakey like singing lullabies to them no we're not that you know that's the thing we always have spoken to our children as if they were adults you know we we did baby talk but not really um mostly it was like when my favorite thing is when they come up with their own word for things and we would correct them right away for the most part until Bailey. some of them though. I know with the last like the last one like the last word I was like I can't correct I can't correct what was Bailey. the word uh rem- it, it's the remote but Bailey would call it a marote forever oh is it and finally one day Bailey came to me and B's like mom is it a remote or is it a marote mm-hmm. and I said it's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn you. I know. So Sam's – so Jack never had any words. He really mispronounced all the time. But Sam, he'd like start counting and he'd be like eight, nine, ten, a woman, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> we never corrected him. I was like, I want you to say that when you're like fifty years That's old. That's hilarious. A woman. I think Peter like- has it recorded. But anyway, so – okay. So you weren't like – because my parents – Okay, this is – okay, so my kids would get up, and then, like, I remember – like, I – did Dale drive them to school? Yes. Okay, so usually, like, Peter or I would drive them, but then they did start to take the bus mm-hmm. because, um, you know, because they just – we'd put yeah, him on the bus. Right. But they were pretty much, like – but we would, like – we we would make sure they walked to the bus with some, like, neighbor, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but like, so it was – Free range ish, right? But we were like made sure that they were like they had Safe. a buddy. Yeah. Okay. Difference for me. Yeah. So I used to take in like middle school. So yeah. I went to middle school. I went to Boston Latin Academy. Hey. <laughs> and it was across from Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. I lived in Dorchester, mm-hmm. which was people are like, did you live in the nice part of Dorchester? And I'm like, in the 80s, it really wasn't a nice part of Dorchester. So <laughs> I would walk with my friends who were like in middle school or like barely in high school. And we would walk to the red line to Shawmut Station. Mm-hmm. And then we would. Is this public transportation? Public transportation. Okay. We take the train. Wow. And then, yeah, when I was like in middle school. Isn't that funny? And then I had to switch trains <laughs> at Park Street. So I had to get on the green line and I'd have to go to Fenway. And I'd walk past this, like, there was this bar called the Rat Skeller where like all the like, like grunge it's bands like real, used to play around. Oh, I mean, it was like, it was bar. old school. Uh-huh. And it was, and Fenway at that point was like super shady, tons of homeless people, whatever. But that's how I would get to and from school when I was 11. When my mother used to watch my kids when they were like eight and nine and 10, she's like, oh, I don't really want Sam to like ride his bike outside of the cul-de-sac. I'm like, mom, <laughs> We live in a gated community right. in Cave Creek, Arizona. <laughs> right. He's as safe as he could possibly be. You used to let me, when I was 10, mm-hmm. get on public transportation, switch train. I remember like one time this like woman with, obviously now, like mental issues, totally freaked the fuck. She she like, tar- you know, sometimes people, crazy mm-hmm. people will zone in on you, crazy, yeah. like people with mental illness. And anyway, but she, when I was that little, I was like, this woman's crazy. She targeted me and she was like, you have drugs in that bag. It was like my book bag. And I remember it was this nice purple bag. And I was like, I really don't. And I'm trying to ignore it. And she's like, you've got drugs in that bag. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was so freaked out. I used to like sleepwalk at night. I woke up. I used to I used to have nightmares about this woman. Oh, gosh. And I'd say, get the lady, get the lady, get the lady. Can you imagine waking up to some little kid in your room saying, get the lady? That's where they got children from the corn. Red rum, red rum, red rum. (laughs) So anyway, so what about, okay, so morning morning for you. How was like so when you were for little? The kids, okay, for me, no, my mom was usually already at work. So we had to, I had to make sure that all my brothers and sisters would get up 
Um, but when I had to start like middle school and high school, I had to leave before them. Luckily, our um, apartment complex that we lived in was right across the street from the middle school that Ted Bundy went to also. <laughs> that That's is still – It's so crazy. So badass. So, I know. So he was friends – like he was friends with our parents. So he was a boomer and he – and so our wait, friends – Wait, wait, Ted Bundy? Yes. With was our friends? friends? With our – my friend's parents, yes. Shut So up. like when we wait, talked – Wait, they knew him? Yes. Because they went – he went to this middle school that we, we went to. They He went to the high school. Stop. Well, the high school. Yes. You never told me that? Yes. So he – you know, he went to this middle school of mine before me, obviously, but they still had – and who knows it's the 80s I don't know if what's true or what's not true but this is what I was told and this is what I don't know if I believe it or not but anyway there was like a desk and it had Ted Bundy carved into the desk but and I'm like some kid probably now as an adult I was like some kid probably did it but then I'm like really in the 80s would they really replace the desk or do you think they would scratch his name off of it you know what I mean it was like, a kid it okay was a kid. that's what I think too 100%. then the other part is there was a locker in the hallway that was shit it was like sheet meld off you could no one could use it in the room was it was Ted Bundy's locker I bet that actually was Ted Bundy's locker okay because that's old school like we're not gonna take that out we're just gonna like lock it down yes then the last thing was um he was a like when you were a gym teacher assistant on the last day of school you got to write your name on the wall and his name was written on the wall and the boys did you see said, it yes mm-hmm. yeah oh. I didn't bring a Polaroid camera or even a camera that I had to develop film do you think it's then. still there no, they bulldoze the school. They uh, they got rid of school a couple somebody of Somebody definitely has that. I'm sure they somebody do. Somebody took it down. Yeah. So I tried to look up like – anyway, but um, back to what I was saying about my middle school, we digress, is it was literally right across the street. So I just walked right uh, across the street Did you school. have to get your brothers and sisters ready? Um, I can't remember. I think that I would make sure they're, they got up and stuff, but I would always cook food for them before they got home because so, I got home early and their bus would drop them off and I would always have like snacks for them or something like PB&J or – you know, and I remember my mom taught me how to cook because I had to learn how to cook because she was working and I made spaghetti one day and my mom's eating the spaghetti and I'm like, mom, how can you make sure that the hamburger is fully cooked? And she's taking a bite. She goes, Bleh. <laughs> she's I was like, like, my poor mom, she's dying. And oh. I go, mom, I, I, she's like, how long did you cook it? And I said, it was like 25 minutes or so. She's like, oh, it's fine. You know, but anyway. Oh my God. I remember my grandmother who lived with us was teaching me to cook. Mm-hmm. And so we were trying to make a grilled cheese. <laughs> so it was like a piece of bread and then the cheese and I had the she gave me the spatula and before we put the other piece of bread on top I flipped it over because I thought like the cheese had <laughs> to get like, melted Damn it, Nikki. she's like Jesus Christ oh. okay I'm gonna go to a dark place okay let's talk about fighting okay okay so my parents definitely fought in front of us yes. and your parents definitely oh, fought in my, front of you totally yes okay so my mother I remember one time so my grandmother who lived with us used to go to her sister's house on the weekends okay so that's when my parents would go balls out like fighting <laughs> and I used to I used to um like comfort my brother uh-huh. and we I would take him up to Butchie my grandmother's apartment upstairs because she had little statues of like Virgin Mary and like little like mm-hmm. like um Saint Teresa and Jesus and I'd be like we just need to pray <laughs> we just need to pray and and they'll be better but my mother we lived in the city and like you know houses are close together and I remember one time my mother threw all of my dad's clothes out of the second story oh window oh my goodness uh, that is hilarious um, and then I mean there were other times but anyway so but as an adult I know for sure there's only been one time where our kids have where even it was only Jack Jack saw us fighting yeah. and that was that like really shifted something in our marriage because I was like, I am not doing, that was one thing I was like, I am not doing that. But I think like 
parents didn't give a fuck no. in the 70s. Mm-mm. So, and your parents for sure fought. Oh, they did. When my dad was abusive, so it was really bad, you know. And I, I can't tell you how many times I had to call 911. Like, what kid does that, oh right? God. So it was a constant thing. And, um, and it was awful. And my mom, I remember also, sad, my mom would leave sometimes. She'd have to leave. I mean, like, she would have black eyes. Like, it was just a mess. And so I would be so upset when she would leave us. Like, I remember one time specifically, she was gone for like two weeks. It could have been longer. It was just in my mind, I felt like it was two weeks. But when you're a kid and you don't have your mom, it's forever. And she left us with her dad, who's he was a maniac. And he would sit and put the TV on, our big box console yes. TV, and put it on the uh, Christian channel. And we would have to sit and pray and pray and pray and pray that my mom would come home. And, you know, I, it was the I hated it. And it's, you know, it's probably why I don't – I listen – I'm not religious, but I'm not atheist either. I just, you know, I have your own deal. You have yes, your own spirituality. Abso- absolutely. And not only that, but like that was, we always had to pray when things were wrong. But that's why you're like, I'm anti church. Yeah. So then, and then the other part, my mom, which I don't blame her, when we were teenagers, she went to the local church and she had the, uh, the bright orange yellow. A van that would pick up all the elderly people for church, pick us up for church also. They would come pick us up like at 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning. Church service didn't start till 10. We would be at the church all morning by ourselves. We'd have like an hour and a half of service and then it would take us home by lunchtime. And my mom, it was her only peace and quiet. That's the only time she had. So I don't blame her for doing it. I think it's kind of brilliant yeah. actually. Like yeah. if you don't have any money and you need to get away from your five kids. Yeah. Right. But you know, it's really funny. I don't think today they would just let the kids roam around the church by themselves. Oh my God. She'd get arrested. Yeah. She'd get arrested. Absolutely. So yeah. So I, like Peter and I never fight in front of the kids. We never fight. Mm -hmm. There was only, you know, the one bad time in our marriage, like Mm -hmm. 2010, he went through some stuff and he would wake me up at like three in the morning and just scream at me. And you know me, I like my sleep. Yeah. So there was one, t- and and I still thought like, okay, we're on the other side of the house. It's like, you know, three yeah. in the morning, the kids mm-hmm. can't see. Mm-hmm. And there was one night where he did that and I was sobbing on the floor and Jack walked in. Oh. And Jack was maybe, well, 2010. So what was it? So he was like- Five. He was like three. Oh. No, no, no. You're right. He was five. Okay. And um, four or five. And I like pulled myself together. But the next day I was, that's when I called Peter and I was like- we're done with that. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot come home until you've got your shit together. Yeah. You're literally like, you're, right. you're not coming home. Right. Wow. Um, That's and powerful. And sometimes you have to have those moments. I mean, Dale and I have fought in front of the kids before and you know, ours is not, you know, and usually it starts as a disagreement, but it's not, it's always over something so ridiculous. It's never even something very significant. And, um, you know, and we've had our good fair share of fighting in front of them, but we, it's not, it doesn't happen very often. It's but like, like, is it, is it disagreeing? I think there's a difference between disagreeing and fight. Like, I feel like... Yeah, it's disagreeing. Like, it's I not saying Yeah, I feel other. like disagreeing is yeah. different. Right. Like, there, there's a turn it takes mm-hmm. when it gets, like, nasty. Right. Like, where... Then I won't you're fight fighting. like that. I won't fight like that. No. I mean, I set that up, you know, well, because of how I was raised. And, you know, I told Dale in the beginning, before we... When we first got serious, I was like, look, you know, I understand fighting happens. It's natural. And it took me a long time to learn how to fight, too, because immediately when... Um, we've talked about this on a previous podcast. If Dale and I were to get in a fight, I would go grab a bag and start throwing my stuff in a bag. And he's like, what are you doing? And I go, are you leaving or am I leaving? He goes, 
nobody has to go anywhere. But that's how I was raised. Somebody always left. Somebody had to leave. Yes. And so, um, but we talk through that. And most of the time it's just disagreeing. And, and Dale just has a loud voice. So, it, you know, it's, so it sounds like fighting. And, um, right. But it's, but it's never, different. It's yeah. different than like throwing. You don't like. No. It's not like, I mean fighting like no you know punches being thrown no, uh-uh. or well and that's what I, I think saying. my mom threw like a like a frying pan at my dad once like it, this shit went down my mom threw her wedding ring every time they fought and we would one time she threw it outside in the gravel we had a, our little asses were out there in the gravel trying to find it like, find that mo- if jesus needs to help you find that wedding ring <laughs> no, but and I, pray so, that your mother comes home but i told dale i said look you know i know fighting happens i don't you know i don't use bad words i'm not gonna call you a fucker <laughs> you're not gonna call me a fucker she calls you a fucker all the time to me dale <laughs> all the time oh, i'm geez. so sorry for you no well no but it's like so disagreeing i right. is different like right. you, you're gonna disagree with your mm-hmm. spouse i disagree mm-hmm. with peter oh my god yeah, okay i can't even believe it no i'm not gonna tell the story you some okay. we just have to save it for off the air okay this is well <laughs> only because i think i could like incriminate one of my sons oh. and i don't want to do that <laughs> no like, i don't want to ruin Let's his not life do that i'll tell you the story afterwards okay. though um and if you need to ne- hear the story dm me um <laughs> As long as you're not like, you know, the Cape Creek police. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm intrigued. Okay. So, okay. So, so we got out of like, you know, getting ready for school, fighting. Let's talk about lunches. Yes. I actually think my kids are worse off than I was for lunches. What do you mean? Okay. So my grandmother lived with us until oh. I was like in mm-hmm. middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And, or through middle school. She made our lunch. Uh-huh. Like she made lunches for us every single day. Nice. Okay. I worked full time. Peter worked full time. We had a lot of shit on our mm-hmm, plate. And mm-hmm. so I was the worst mom at having to make lunches. Like I, you know, there are all these like, I don't know, people who like had bento boxes of like beautifully I know. like, we you were know, not that way either. whole foods, whatever. Nope. I was the like, what's, what's, what Lunchables yes. are. Yeah, so yeah. I gave them like. Pick your Lunchables. Which one do you want Pick your first? Lunchables. Yep. And, or Uncrustables. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, no, first, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was, I we, mean. They I, lived I, off of those. They're definitely still getting cancer because today. of that. <laughs> they're like, all, they're like their bodies like pickled at this point with all the preservatives. Anywho. So when my kids, so they, my kids went to Montessori until like, I don't know, like third grade or whatever. So then in third grade and first grade, they go to the public school and they had lunch. Mm -hmm. And so, wait, was it middle school? No, it was middle school. Middle school, they got lunch. Okay. Okay. So after, so at middle school. Like hot lunch. Hot lunch. Okay. So all of my friends were like, um, so I asked them, I'm like, well, are you still sending them with lunch? Because I I didn't send them with lunch ever. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they're going to make it at school? Great. Yeah. And all my friends were like, well, I still have to make it like there are certain days that the kids don't like X, Y, or Z. And I remember saying to my kids when I picked them up from school one day, I'm like, hey, do you guys want me to um, make lunches for you again? Like on certain days? They were like, nope. <laughs> They're like, nope. I enjoy the hot lunch. So I'm like, oh man, I must have been a really terrible lunch maker. No. So, well, and today, so Bailey likes to have hot lunch, like me to make the hot lunch in the thermos. So, 
they can take it to school. For instance, like lately, it's like if I make a pasta, he's like, will you warm that up and put it in, um, you know, my thermos for lunch tomorrow? So we do a lot of that. Oh. And actually on Friday, our neighbors came over for dinner. So I just made smash burgers on the Blackstone. But I also make these, I call them cowboy beans. And it's like hamburger and butter beans and pinto beans. And you do throw some pork and beans in there. It has bacon and then like barbecue sauce. and cow- It's really good. So I have those left over. And I'm like, B, do you want that for lunch this week or tomorrow? He's like, yeah. I'm like, easy. Oh, I just yeah. nuke it for two minutes in the microwave and throw it in the thermal. And, or no, thermos. that's awesome. Throw it in the thermos. My kids are like, nope. <laughs> nope. So I actually think because I, my grandmother lived with us, I probably was like – I was I was better taken care of, and my poor kids had like a feral upbringing with like school <laughs> lunches. Um, okay, what about dinner time? Mm-hmm. What was dinner time like in your house? Well, we actually all sat around the dinner table and ate together. The kids, my parents did not. Very rarely did they eat with us. Usually, everybody's schedule was a little crazy. But my brothers and sisters and I always ate together at home. Oh. Always, like that was so much fun. And we actually would get in trouble because we'd be laughing and carrying on and everything. And I will tell you, our house was spotless every single day because of the five of five kids. My mom, everybody had a chore every single day. It was done every single day. The house was dusted every day mopped every day vacuumed every day trash taken out every day and the kitchen cleaned like everything and so my mom would she was so funny uh, she would say like after my brothers would clean the kitchen it was their day you know after dinner and um that at the end of the night you had to wipe everything down and sweep the floors and mop everything up maybe not mop just sweep but um my brother my mom would always say Kathleen get in the kitchen and show these kids how to do this and I'm like oh you guys why don't you just do it right the first time because my mom would lose her mind and sometimes that included throwing shit around everywhere you know and so I would all I can picture is like little orphan Annie and like Mrs. Hannigan. <laughs> That's exactly it. Miss yes. Hannigan. Yes. We love you, Miss Hannigan. <laughs> no, but, your mom was great. Oh, she could. No, I love her. No, it but was, I get it. Like I, well, remember we had that podcast years ago when the kids were little and mm-hmm. we had Sam and yes. Bailey ask us questions. Yep. I remember one of Sam's questions was, why do you get so mad at me and Jack when we do stuff that isn't even that bad? I know. And so it like reminds me of like yeah. your mom freaking out at it. Yeah. Like I just had so much on my plate. Like, mm-hmm you know, building the business and they were little and Peter was checked out and I was, so if the kids like wouldn't put their shoes on or, you know, if, or if the toys are everywhere, it would like send me over the edge Mm because I'm like, I'm barely keeping the shit together. Right. So I like feel for your mom yeah. in that respect. I just, I don't know how she did it. I mean, five single mom, five kids. You know? I don't know how she did it I mean, it and she had like, you know, she, she had marriages <laughs> she had boyfriends but they just I don't know what she just they you, weren't helpful you know, it sounds really like they were sad. more anchors than like you know she was a codependent and mm-hmm. it's really sad though because I always she just didn't have any self-worth because she had all these kids she's mm-hmm. who would want me what what man would want me with all these kids so she always got picked the bottom of the barrel you know that's because unfortunately that's where she felt her self-worth was and I'm like mom no and I think that's a big shift like I think that's a big shift between that generation and this generation is, and I think even more so the younger generations, is that women are recognizing more, like they're better off just being all by themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. they're real, it, they're still, there's like, I still see it where women are like, well, who's going to date me or who am I going to be with? And I'm like, no one, right. be with fucking no one, Yeah, be by yourself, Right. like live your best life, go travel, go do things with your friends, go like... I don't know, join a, uh, a hiking club, yes. join join a, you know, a, a gym, whatever, like go do whatever you want to do. Right. But um, like 
this default position to like being with a man. And mm-hmm. I, and my parent, my mother had definitely had some of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, which actually worked out cause they're still, you know, in love and together, but, mm-hmm. um, they just had their 50th wedding anniversary. Yes, they did. And then they both had heart attacks <laughs> and open heart surgery. It's been awesome. Uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. Yes. So, um, I did not do that. I think is again, one of my, um, regrets as a mom is I I didn't and I think my kids are a little feral like Jack I didn't I never did sit down meals okay with the kids right except well, for like you know and part of this just so you know holidays part of this yes. is what I've heard and what I read is that you know we kept the kids so busy with activities we really didn't have a normal dinner schedule so right. it's like you know that their after school activities their practice their games that you know, is that, a true statement that prevented us from actually sitting down so you kind of just did it by the fly like you need to hurry up and eat something before you go today or right or grab something after quickly after you're done with your game oh you're now you're making me feel better because that is the truth that I, is. I've always because someone had told me early on they were like make sure that your kids are involved in some kind of activity because a they're boys so keep them busy mm-hmm. but also because it gives them another group of friends right. like so they'll have friends from school and they'll have friends that they're doing yes. this like activity with yes. And especially during like the middle school and the teen years, yeah. it's good for them because there's a lot of like hormones and stuff. Although yeah. my boys are pretty, my boys are pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Like my boys really, I don't feel, knock on wood, I don't really know, yeah. but I don't feel like they've had a lot of drama. Well, the um, the other part to that is we do have sit down meals at holiday. Every holiday we do a sit down dinner. We Chris- do too. Including Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve and all the holidays. So we do, we will do that. And I get fancy. Mm-hmm. Like I get real fancy. Yeah. But um, I took, Jack, you know, Jack really loves going out to fancy restaurants. So mm-hmm. I take him out every once in a while somewhere, just the two of us. And we were at North mm-hmm. the other, like mm-hmm. last weekend. And he was eating again, like a feral animal. <laughs> I was like, wipe your mouth, uh-huh. slow the fuck down, take smaller bites. Like, I'm like, look, dude, I know that I did not like make you sit down with me every night, but you, you can't eat in a disgusting manner. Yes. Like, right. like know the difference of mm-hmm. like eating in front of your computer, playing a video game. Right. And being out in With a restaurant people. in public, right. you know? Right. right. So anyway. Um, okay. So dinner, I don't know. I That's, I don't know. We had, and we had more sit down dinners, but again, like we had my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother would cook. Yes. You know, and then we would, and my dad would cook. My mom really wasn't a cook. My mom is not a cook. Really? What does, no. what does, what does Ed make? Um, he makes this really awesome, um, Mongolian beef dish. Really? Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. Actually, the first time Peter ever met them, he came for dinner at the house. Um, my father made Mongolian beef and everyone, including myself and Freud says there are no mistakes. So maybe this wasn't a mistake, but we forgot to tell him there are peppers in there and you absolutely cannot eat them because they're like. Spicy. They're like beyond spicy. Are they they're ghost like, peppers? What kind of peppers? I can't. I maybe they're go- they're whatever peppers they are, they will fuck you up. Oh gosh! So and, he ate the peppers. So he ate a pepper, <gasps> but he's like meeting my parents for the first time. So he's like trying to like just get gut this down and not throw up, and he's like sweating, and he looked nervous and sweaty, and I was like, "What's going on with him?" But and then afterwards, he told me it's because he ate one of the peppers. Oh gosh! How old were you guys when you met? Um, I was technically twenty. Um, he had just turned 26. It was the night of his 26th birthday. And then I turned 21 like three weeks later. Okay. So um, I know we were babies. I know. Same, same with Dale and I. I was 22 when I met Dale. He was 27. We've been together like 30. Yeah. 
right? No, no, 27 years. 27. That's crazy. 26. Well, 26. Let's call it 26. Yeah, we're right behind you at 25. So, okay. So, all right. By the way, did you listen to the marriage episode podcast? Did you listen to the one where we talk about Pam? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That I way. love Pam. I, and we refer to Pam all so, the time. I know. And it For makes, those of you who don't know, why don't you tell everyone what Pam is? It's porn and mimosas. <laughs> and it's how to keep your marriage alive. It is. But I was um, – so I had listened to our recent podcast, and it automatically goes back to different, you know, to another that one. That you didn't hear. Yes. And so I was listening to it, and I started over again. I just – I was howling. I was laughing dying, so hard. Dying laughing. <laughs> it's the best. It's really funny. But we talk about our marriage with the husbands. And- All right. So let's segue to that. So my parents for sure had an active sex life and a fucking waterbed. And oh, their, Lord. And wall, oh, my, no. my bed was right up against the wall to no. their room. And I remember I'd hear that waterbed smacking. Oh, and I would bang on the wall. <laughs> and I'd be like, stop it. <laughs> damn funny did you ever walk in on your parents yes ew it's i awful. never walked in i just heard them oh, thank I, god it was awful it whereas awful. like now like so i so we went through crazy antics to try to like not have our children hear us we used yeah. to have sex in my closet like <laughs> yeah. in my walk-in yeah. closet yeah. so like the door was because cl- we have two separate closets yes. so which keeps our marriage intact so we would lock the bedroom door but then I was like what if they're listening or like they look under or something so we'd go in my and so Peter's knees which were already bad were probably totally (laughs) torn up and then I was like on a rug it was awful it was awful it's like having sex as a teenager it really is I was like what is happening actually you're not the only one because I did um I saw a interview with Tim McGraw and now their closet I'm sure is a lot different you know oh, yeah and they've Faith got Hill. a nicer closet yeah. than we got so they would always talked about how they had to go into the closet oh they did yes yeah, to get away from the kids Aww. so they could be intimate it's pretty funny oh that's so cute yes. okay by the way 1893 or whatever oh 18. yeah 1923 the new one no the old one we just started 1923 what okay. was the one before it 18, 18, 1883 yes Girl. That was so sad. I was, was like, so this sad. is, I'm like, I, I what <sighs> is happening? I know. And so I couldn't, I couldn't. You guys, don't watch it. It was, it was really sad. It was like, I, it was like. But it, it explains now going into the 1923. I mean, it does, but I I'm like, okay, just up. tell me it's like going to want to make you to commit suicide. It Ugh. is going to make you want to jump off that bridge it's or that sad. building. I was like, it was so sad. This is a brutal one. But this new one is so good. See, I still feel like it's a little, I don't did know. Did you start it? I did. I started okay. it takes 1923. A minute. Yeah. It takes a minute. Wait until 27. 19 what? 23. All right. I'm watching it. It um but Spencer their son is well, there's, so adorable. Well, there's there's um Harrison Ford yes. and Helen Mirren. Yeah, I love Harrison. Mil- Chef's love- kiss. She's like, so amazing. Are you fucking kidding me? It's so good. Read me You're the al- love it. Read me the alphabet. We just finished it, and I was sad. I was like, "This is it. They better." I said, "Dale, they can't," because then that's in 1883 was done. Then they moved on to 1923. I'm like, "Please tell me they're not done." He goes, "No, I heard they're going to do a." a second season of the 1923 and I'm like they better because which kid lived like who are they all right we will talk it's, yeah we're gonna get off topic okay yeah. so oh, let's talk about tv watching when we were younger yeah okay so there were like four channels yes three yep right three mm-hmm. in pbs yep and and at night the tv actually went off and it was off. snow 
Yes. First and it was the rainbow yeah. color, like the rainbow wheel. And then it would just turn to snow. And then it would turn to snow. Did you ever have that little ant guy sing the national anthem? Oh, yeah. We had the national anthem guy. Mm-hmm. We had the national anthem guy. Yep. So we, I used to watch like adult stuff. Okay, wait. This is so funny. So speaking of boomers, they had to – I saw this. I should have sent it to you. I saw this like – um like uh, service announcement, public service announcement, and it shows up at TV and it says, it shows up on TV and this is for the boomers. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Oh, Jesus. They had that. Because they, because most of them didn't. No. They were like four martinis in. Yes. Or spritzers. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Wine spritzers. Mom and her wine spritzers. I don't think my parents really, well, my dad drank. But I don't my think mom my mom was, really drank during the week. No, my mom didn't drink at all. She would have like one Jim Beam and Coke a year. And you always knew it was her cocktail because she had it um, in a glass instead of um, in a Coke can. And we would run over to get a drink. She's like, nope, you can't drink this. But she did not drink at all. But as she got older, like she would enjoy mimosas with me when we would go out or we would get wine and have dinner and stuff. So, you know, she's a little more. I think there's more drinking now. Well, Unless you were an alcoholic. Oh, my gosh. My father drank a shit ton. Yeah. Because he was a full-on alcoholic. Well, my mom would have parties, actually, and still didn't drink. She'd have these parties at our house. And I remember one time, this is so awful, we were, we, I got up the next morning and there's, you could tell that there had, they had a party and the big thing was playing quarters. So there was like all the quarters out, you know, and there was a deck of cards and I pick up the deck of cards and it's full on porn cards. Like, I was going, my mom's like, give me those! Porn cards. (laughs) I was dying. No wonder you do, Pam. (laughs) No, I know. I was just exposed to you. Yeah, actually, my... My dad used to have um, porn mags like mm-hmm. stashed in his closet. So funny. I was like, why aren't you hiding these any better? <laughs> We're like, we do not want to see this. Parents. I did not want to see that. No. Yeah. So, um, so dinner, what about bedtime? What was bedtime like growing up? Oh gosh, my mom would, we, my mom was super strict because she was the, basically the only parent. So when we, we were young, like I say, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your kids are? My, my mom, I was home. My mom, I had to be home at 10 o'clock. My mom, I had a curfew, t- 10 p.m. curfew when I was a senior in high school. She was so strict because she just, I think that she just didn't need the worry. She's just like, this is what it is. So I had stayed the night at my girlfriend's house, you know, and one of my best friends is like the youngest of five. So we just didn't have a curfew, but we were still good and we were home at a decent hour. What about your kids now? Do you give them a curfew? Yes. I mean, for the most part, Brooklyn, now that she's a senior, it's later, you know, we we say 1 a.m., you know, which I think is too late. And sometimes she pushes it to like 1.30 or 2 if she's at a friend's house, but she's not allowed to drink, you know, I'm like, and I'm sure she probably sneaks stuff here in there like one day she did uber somewhere or one time she asked me to take all of her girlfriends somewhere and pick them up because she, they knew they would be drinking and I'm like you know it's it's just one of those things I'm like you have your whole life to drink I know we did it as kids we snuck off in the woods and you know had our little fires and drinks and stuff but I just you have your whole life to do that you don't need to focus on that right now speaking of drinking I'm headed to Rocky Point next week oh my gosh do you know what it's going to be like with it's, all those I'm basically going to be cleaning up vomit <sighs> and, we and have- Jack's lobbying to bring two 
leave his buddies with him. Oh gosh. I'm like, well, and the Ugh. thing is, is they go down to the bar and they all because it's 18. The drinking yes. age is 18. Yes. Most of his friends are 18 yes. already, and he'll yes. be 18 in like three they minutes. They still serve them. They'll they still... totally. He's, they'll still serve yeah. Jack. And not only that, so uh, Brooklyn's friends they tried to be wise a couple years ago when we were down there, and the boys uh, brought over tequila shots to Dale and I, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm not touching that. I'm sorry, and I'm like, Dale, that's all you. And they were just because we're like in Brooklyn, you need to be here, and you better not be drinking. She, of course she's drinking and she we were in the condo and she comes up and she's like I love you guys so much I'm like and oh, here it is Jesus and here it is well I did catch Jack oh god it was probably like two months ago I walked into his room to say goodnight to him I think it was like a Friday night or Saturday night he was home kind of early and he was lying in his bed on his side looking at his computer and I'm like oh you are motherfucking stoned <laughs> oh no and I said, Jack. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me, like Stones looked at me, right? <laughs> and I was like, I go, Jack, mm-hmm. you are stoned. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking at me and I'm like, don't try to deny it. I can 100% tell you mm-hmm. are stoned. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're not going to get into it tonight. But we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. And I was just like, dude. I know. What is the, what you're are you just, thinking I about? I mean, but you know, they're going to experiment. I mean, they are going to experiment. He's not doing heroin. Right. He's gotten into every college except for BC, and That's he hasn't heard from BC yet. I'm but sure he'll really, there also. No, he really won't. Really? It's like, well, for whatever reason, it's like a 19 percent acceptance rate. Really? Why yeah. is that so tough? I don't know. I w- I don't even know if he knows this, but I went there for a semester. Oh. Because I or no for a year. And so this is Boston College. Boston College, because I went to UMass, and then I. My college roommate failed out, and I went and did an internship in D.C. And then when I got back from D.C., I was like, I'm not going to want to go up to rural Amherst. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I transferred to Boston College for a year, and I was like living with a boyfriend and another ex-boyfriend random in this apartment, like this shitty apartment (laughs) in Brighton. And I was going to B.C., and I was working at the – I think I was working at Cottonwood Cafe and at Neshada Country Club. Anyway, I just – it was it was a good work through year to like learn what you don't want yeah. and one and I just was not happy but it was like you know you're like just in the middle of it and you're doing it and then my college roommate called me and she was like I'm going back to UMass next year and I'm like I am too oh and I was like peace out to my boyfriend and my ex boyfriend who then quickly <laughs> became also my ex boyfriend but um anyway so I went to BC for I didn't like it like it was so. It's I don't know anyway. So he his ideal school is BC. I really hope he doesn't get in because it's like eighty grand a year, oh, geez. which I do yeah, not have. Right. So anyway, um, but that being said, that's why I'm like I don't freak out. But I, okay, so this is the difference though. Do I think I was way naughtier mm-hmm. when I was in high school than right. my kids right. ever were? Right. I think so because first of all, we talked about this also. So um, we. You know, our parents had no idea, you know, we would have to check in with them. But if you didn't check in, you'd get in big trouble. Would you have to call and check in with them? No. Really? So here's the deal. I grew up until I was 13, 14 in Dorchester, Mm -hmm. which was like a real rough part of Austin at the time. So then we moved out to the suburbs. And when we moved out to the – and it was like a real wealthy suburb. So my parents were basically like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. So I never had a curfew. Really? I ne- no. Wow. My, my, my friends did, so yeah. we'd have to be home at a certain time. Yeah. But like, I was super free range. Now, do your friends, do you, 
do your friends have that curfew at your house? Like, let's say you you had a 1 a.m. curfew and your friend had an 11 p.m. curfew. Would your friend's parents be like, okay, you can have the 1 a.m. curfew with Nikki? I mean, that's a very difficult question. I feel uh, – well – I feel like we all used to just lie, right? I'd be like, oh, I'm sleeping at Tina's yes. house. And Tina would say she was sleeping at my house. Yes. And then we would sneak out and like go drink in a field yes. somewhere with yes. like a bunch We've of seniors. Mm-hmm. And so I think you would always, if you were going to sleep over, you'd sleep over at like the most permissive house. Yes, that's true. So um, like, and, and my parents were like, my, bar- my parents just were checked out. Well, the thing is also we have these apps on our phones now, Life360, where Brooklyn, so she's like, I want to take a trip. I want to go back east. I want to go to New York. And um, my husband's like, you know, we're basically going to have to let her start doing. She has to start experiencing some of this stuff. And he's like, but I'm not ready for her to go to New York. And I'm like, well, she's going to be with her girlfriends. And he goes, Kathleen, but New York. And I'm like, well, we can go with her. But um, the other part is, I'm like, well, we have an app. We can see where she's at. We see. I would go to New York. I would go to New York and stay in the same hotel. Yes, I mean that's I think what the plan is anyway. I wish that she would just put a pump, like, I want to go somewhere tropical after she graduate high school. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, let's go to the Caribbean. I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere. Um, I want to go somewhere um, tropical. I don't know what we're going to do for Jack after. I mean, because we're already we have, going back east for well, like we, two weeks. The kids haven't even, well, Brooklyn has a past pipe. passport but it's expired so we have to get renewed so we have an appointment like April 4th it's like the only the closest one of the fact like that we could find and surprise so it's like at 3 30 in the afternoon so we have to you know leave and truck everybody out there because with the kids all four of you have to be there both parents and the um children Mm, for the initial passport so okay or to renew the passport so is there okay so we got all the way from like the beginning of our day to the end of our day to the weekend yes so I would say jury's kind of out. Like, I think mostly we're more on top of the kids just because of technology. Mm-hmm. But, but we th- also know what we did when we were younger and we're trying for them not to go that To do route. that. Not that we we're, were bad kids. I mean, we turned out fine, but still there's I was mis- kind of a, I was, was not, mischief. I was super naughty. Was I was mischief. super naughty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just went to, so my friend Trinka, who's my best friend in high school, her parents live around the corner mm-hmm. in Terravita. Mm-hmm. And her, um, well, it's her dad and her stepmom. And her stepmom finally retired. So he had a retirement party for her. And I went and I met like all their friends. And it was so cute because all the friends were like, Nikki, we've heard so much about you. <laughs> it was so cute. And then, um, and then Mr. Shinneman, well, Tom was saying, like, oh, yeah, something about, like, the the police knew our house really well. And I'm like, they really did. I'm sorry, Mr. Shinnaman. Um, But, yeah, we were we were definitely more – I think we were more free-range by default. We yes. had to be. Yes, there was There absolutely. were less ways to keep tabs on mm-hmm. us. But in some ways it was, like, a kinder, gentler, less, like, frenetic, less activity-laden, less, like – busy, busy, busy schedule. Mm-hmm, so there was mm-hmm. some more like family time together. Right. right. Um, so I don't know. So there are pluses and minuses of both. I wonder what our kids are going to turn out like. I know. It'll be interesting to see. You know, and um, it's like this is a going to be to be continued episode. TBD. Yeah. We'll, because, we'll get back to you in 10 years. Yes. Well, I just, I'm curious to know, like, you know, they always say, like right now, Brooklyn really gives us a run for our money sometimes. She's just a teenage girl and she pushes it. But, you know, I don't know. She's a good kid, honestly. But at the same time, I'm like, I'll be happy when she comes back around. I'm like, you know, like last night I sent her a text. She stayed at her friend's house. This morning, rather, I sent her a text. 
text and I said, hey, where'd you guys go for dinner? Or did And did you get this necklace? And uh, she said, yes and yes. And I'm like, lovely details, Brooklyn. Lo- I mean, lovely details. I can't. And then she's like, okay, sorry. Uh, we went to this restaurant and yes, I bought her the necklace. She already has it, so she'll take it back. I'm like, that's what I want to hear, like a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Please. They don't do it nowadays. No. Okay. Um, I had a timer that just went off on my <laughs> Did corn you hear it? That's what, no, oh. I did. And oh. then Sam sent a text. It was oh. like, your timer went off. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, so maybe we'll just do one good thing and skip yes. mom, mom hacks. Okay, yeah. what's your one good thing? Um, Actually, this is really exciting. So yesterday, Dale said, don't make any plans next week and I have a surprise for us. <gasps> Which I'm like super excited. Do you know what it is? No, he won't tell me. So that's one good thing because I love that. And Brooklyn's in cahoots with him because he was like, I need to talk to you. Which probably means that she's going to have to stay home I don't know I don't know what's oh going God, on I but love it. how cute is that Aww. I like that I think my one good thing is I didn't realize how much some of these projects that we had for clients were stressing me out like the new 401k and then the big client with like the oh, family yes. dynamics yep. like I didn't realize kind of how much all that stuff was stressing me out but now that those things are kind of in the rear view mirror and the 401k is onboarded and the family thing is yeah. going well like yeah. I was like I just feel so light. That's so good. That um, is a great feeling. Is a great and I feeling. feel that way also how I've been able to power through it. They're long days, but I, I have to do it to get through the stuff. And then I feel so much better, mm-hmm. you know, so. So I love you, Kathleen I Wilson. I love you. Thanks for All right. Cheers, Cheers and, and press and hold. And hold.